Well, hello and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. I'm here as always with my very close friend and uh, business partner, one David Michael Pridham. We're here as we are every week. Back for another podcast, David. How are you doing? Good, Brad. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. And I think I've got a, a good song for us here today. One of the top hits from Tom Petty's first solo album. I don't think we've done any Tom Petty to this point. Uh, but I think you'll recognize Free Fallen from the Full Moon Fever album. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. She's a good girl, is crazy about Elvis, loves horses and her boyfriend. Well, that was a good oh, one. There Brad. you go. Yeah, I, but that I was always a good enjoy one. that one. I always enjoy it. Some would say that's a keeper. I think certainly Tom would have said it was a keeper if uh, he was still with us. But I think he would also agree that, uh, you know, it wasn't perfect. And there were some transitions in that piece, I think, especially after the bridge, where, you know, some criticism is probably appropriate. Uh, but nonetheless, huge hit for Tom. Great song and a good way to start our podcast. Great way. And I'll tell you what, one of the few things about Tom Petty is that he's sort of unique in that he um, had a great singles career and also uh, thrived as the lead singer of uh, Cars. And where they also had several number one hits and then he dated that model. So lots, uh, lots there. That was a good choice. I think you may be confusing him with Rick Ocasek. I'm not, I'm not uh, certain of that, but yeah. we can move on. So where do you want to go from here, Brad? The dog days of summer are here. They're upon us. We're in the middle of some great pennant races in baseball. Basketball is getting into full gear. I'm sure the Olympics are coming up soon. We've got a global pandemic, a presidential election, race riots, gender riots, um, anti-police riots. Um, where do you want to start? Well, but I, I think, you know, you've mentioned something critical there that I think, you know, people probably subconsciously are aware of, but probably haven't thought their way through. And that's that we got a lot of rioting, right? And we seem to have rioting in different places around the country, and it seems to be for different reasons. And of course, there's different responses to that. I think what we need to do, especially since we have so many empty professional sports stadiums around the country, is we need to designate a rioting area. And then let everyone who wants to riot go to the rioting area, you know, for whatever reason they may want to riot. Race, sex, COVID, whatever. Gender. Gender. Hop right in there. Riot yourself into a frenzy. You know, really enjoy it. I want, I want these folks who like rioting to really enjoy it, really wear themselves out. Maybe hurl a brick or two at each other, you know, just for good times, all in good fun bring their assault weapons in there and point them at each other. You know, whatever you got to do to really get behind the rioting. And then, uh, you know, the rest of us can go about our business. Yep. I, I uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more. I'm not sure I understood all that, but I couldn't agree more. But again, that's why we're the only podcast that meets at the intersection of IP traffic and weather together on the eights and writs of habeas corpus. So, you know, again, not everyone's going to understand Everything, but let's go to our main topic this week, Brad. Uh, the um, Japan-U.S. tax treaty 
and IRS treatment of foreign um, licenses. Do you want to take it from here? The Japan which tax treaty? Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think you probably said it all, just that. And just for those playing at home, everyone who's an attorney um, on this podcast gets 16 CLA credits and 3,800 SNH green stamps. Wow. That's a, that's a veritable bounty if you happen to be an attorney. I'm not. So I don't, you know, do I even get the green stamps? I mean, the CLA is not going to help me or am I just out? You get the, you get double the green stamps for not being an attorney. And that means you, oh, my friend, fantastic. get a uh, popcorn popper. Oh, I can. Like an air popper or what are you talking old school oil? What do we got? Exactly. Exactly. But uh, anyway, so dog days of summer we've talked about. We've covered the tax treaty and everyone's CLE credits. And for those of you who are here looking for your credit certificates, Brad will be giving those out uh, topless at the end of the podcast. Topless? Whatever floats your boat, buddy. That's Whatever it. I gotta That's do. it. So one of the things I was talking about with a friend of mine um, – over the the last couple of weeks is wouldn't it be great if we could break down inventing by decades and uh, take decade by decade and talk about one of the, some of the top innovations that were patented in that decade. And, Hmm. you know, as you know, this is a podcast that focuses on the 1980s and in particular pop culture. And so I thought Brad, it would be fun if we uh, went ahead and uh, talked about the top, inventions of the 1980s all right i'm game what do you got so obviously the 1980s you've got the cell phone uh nintendo the 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 old system where you could knock out mike tyson 1980s um Hmm. compact discs Um, is that with a k or a c i think it's with a c but it's pronounced k um and then then, yeah uh high definition television of course from the uh the 1980s invented in the 80s, the the, uh, the uh, Tootsie Roll Pop, uh, little known fact, was invented in 1981. Um, oh, that can't be true. The Tootsie Roll Pop has to been around longer than that. And Rice-A-Roni. Also not true. I'll buy neither of those. Well, there were certain variations of both the Tootsie Roll Pop. New Coke. How about New Coke? No, New Coke was definitely 80s. I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah. What about shoulder pads and women's jackets? I think that was a unique invention of the 80s. Shoulder pads, low mm-hmm. cut, you know, smocks they, they used to wear. The What about the leggings that uh, Olivia leggings, and John Leggings wore? with the, uh, what'd you call the little doofers they put around uh, the bottom there? Dance Easy warmers. Ones. Dance warmers. Dance warmers. Jane Fonda invented in the 80s or reinvented. Case uh, I would say reinvented. She's a piece of work. Many, many a day I would come downstairs startled to see my mother in a leotard from the TV doing leg lifts with Jane uh, Fonda. A tootsie roll in her mouth and a bowl of rice and in her hand. Yeah, but she did have the most firm buttocks in the block, my friend, on the block. Again, you're wandering into an area where when your mother hears this podcast, there's going to be trouble. Your mother is too much information with. You say too much information there. I, you know, possibly, yes. So we, we, what we decided to do, and Brad and I, for those of you in the studio audience, and there are many, although they're social distancing, wearing their masks, and yep. sa- hand, hand sanitizing at every well, turn. Well, apparently now you have to wear goggles. I mean, Fauci once again wandered aimlessly in front of a TV camera and mentioned that it might be good to wear goggles as well. So I'm sure the next thing we'll, we'll be doing is wearing our goggles and our face masks. 
And that explains why, you know, spacesuit. I don't know. Well, that explains why you and I are both head to toe in scuba gear tonight. Correct. I mean, it makes some sense when you think about it from that perspective. Any bodily fluids are staying within these two scuba suits. Would you agree? They certainly should. Sugar pops. Were they invented in the 80s? I think sugar pops were invented in the 80s. What's the a sugar pop? Oh, the cereal. Had the, the sugar, cereal sugar coated in that. pops. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Because you, both you and I had those as kids, and that was did, the 70s, my friend. Did you ever have a whatchamacallit? The, 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 the candy bar. bar? Yes, I did. 1980s. I don't, I don't remember. Describe the whatchamacallit bar. Was it have the little crunchy things in it? I don't remember the whatchamacallit. The whatchamacallit bar was what you would get if you took a Snickers and rammed it full speed into a $10,000 grand bar. That's the best way I could describe it. Hmm. Well, it, none of that sounds bad. I mean, unless you're one of those two candy bars, you're probably not surviving that. But Well, you're certainly not going to survive the results. They were, they were delightful. They were very delightful yeah. and delicious. Yeah. Can you not um, get them anymore? I have not seen one in some time, but I'm sure one of our listeners will find them and send us a couple of cases. So, hello, Jane Fonda workout for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't do the Jane Fonda workout, but I, uh, I'll find something to do. So let's let's go to the return of sports during the dog days of summer. Mm. Um, you know, my, my my old man once said, for a couple weeks out of the year, you've got sort of the perfect storm of sports, and he was specifically referencing a pandemic when they're all coming back. I mean, you've got baseball literally in the in the middle of the closest pennant race we've had at this time of year. Ever. We've never had all the divisions this tight this time of year, ever. Um, basketball, you know, the big uh, bubble. Hockey, they're playing all the games in Canada, not just one or two, all the games in Canada. And then you've got the big chess, you know, the Bobby Fisher, Spatsky stuff um, on YouTube, tape, tape delay. So um, what, do you, what do you think about all this? Well, I think it's just sad. I mean, Trying to watch baseball in an empty stadium, basketball in an empty stadium, hockey in an empty arena north of the border. Although I don't feel too bad about that. I mean, it is the birthplace of hockey, so I don't I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But I don't know. But I just remain unconvinced that uh, all of these measures are necessary. So we put all of the data into IPedia, and again, IPedia, for those of you who don't know, is our sponsor. It's a series of satellites flying above the earth, controlling a lot of what we what we do, um, and asked Ipedia to comment on what the greatest invention of the 80s is. And Brad, you've got the results. Do you want to share them with everyone, or would you like me to? Uh, you go ahead. I don't want to steal your thunder. You did a lot of work on this. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm the one that interfaced with Ipedia, and that sometimes can be a little bit rough, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You've been I there. Uh-huh. It's like Tina Turner after a bad show in the late 60s. You know, you don't want to. We, um, we've got uh, the number one invention of the 1980s, the space shuttle. The space shuttle. Uh, see, one. that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Oh, do you want to go tell Ike? I mean, uh, uh, Ipedia? Well, I mean, first of all, the space shuttle is a, you know, it's a collection of inventions. So I guess if you look at it from that perspective, um, I could see it. Right, but most of the technology, if not all of the technology, was invented in the seventies. So, uh, would you agree that there are a lot of different inventions that go into the Nintendo system? Uh, I would agree that there are a lot of inventions in the Nintendo system 
Um, well, I could, I could comment on the difficulty in, in actually demonstrating that, that some folks you and I both know have had, but I think I'll probably stay away from that. Well, I'll tell you this. My, uh, my thought is I'm going to go with Ikepedia. I'm going to say Space Shuttle is right. And uh, just leave it at that until you get to the whole O-ring fiasco in 86, right? You don't want to get, you don't want to talk about that, but everything before that. And again, IPD had nothing to do with that, to be clear. No, and not, not to my knowledge anyway. And by the way, we are sponsored by IPD, the uh, automation of uh, innovation. Um, obviously driving a lot of this podcast so now brad it's time for our uh, stevie bronze stevie award winning uh, mm. segment mm-hmm. uh bard or band mm. bard or band again brad we've collected at least one bronze stevie that i know of uh for this segment we get a lot of uh, mail and this week we're going to viewer mail for the bard or band segment okay i like it and so, barter band taking a knee should it be well, for barred what, for what reason? Well, for the reason that is is currently percolating up to the top of our collective consciousness this uh, fine summer. Whether you should t- take a knee or not during the national anthem as an athlete, as a fan, as a spectator, as someone who's just wandering by a, a facility, a stadium, if you will. Well, I think that's the point, right? I mean, I think, I think you have just touched on the key point. Right? I, I, I don't know. I don't pretend to understand why kneeling for the national anthem ever became a thing, right? I mean, I, I haven't studied it. I, I know it was Colin Kaepernick that did it first. I've never talked to him. I don't know what he was thinking. For myself personally, I think it's an inappropriate place to demonstrate some, some, you know, gripe that you have about the United States of America. I mean, there's plenty of places to do that. I think when we're doing the national anthem in honor of uh, the country itself and the freedoms that it gives us and uh, et cetera, et cetera, the mere fact that you can take a knee during the national anthem in this country is because of the way this country is, right? And so, I, you know, I'm not sure I, I necessarily understand the, you know, the underlying principle there. Um, but I think now it's just become silly, right? Like now, if you want to actually make a point, you're going to have to do something else because, you know, everybody is taking a knee for one reason or another. And everybody's asking everybody else to take a knee. And I don't even think it matters if the national anthem is going. It's just everybody needs to take a knee, I guess. Yeah. Now, so I think, you know, if you're trying to make a statement, that's probably the wrong thing to do. Now, if you've gone on a long run and you want to drink out of a hose, for instance, then sure, you should absolutely take a knee. Get low, get stable, and get hydrated, right? If, so you, if, if you're you, at church, if you're at church, take a knee. Take two. Take two. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. completely agree with that. I mean, it's funny that you would mention that. I mean, remember the the hue and cry about Tim Tebow taking a knee and how that was, you know, not appropriate and not acceptable. And we need to separate, you know, people's beliefs from sports and all of that. And uh That's I gone. guess it just depends. Yeah, no, I guess just depends on whose ox is being gored, my friend. Whose ox is That's being gored. Certainly, there that, are appropriate places to take a knee. So there it is. So mm-hmm. we're going to say banned on this. Banned. I would say I would say banned on that. I would say find a different way to make your point, especially now, because now it's just and, it's, and if, it's jump the shark. Uh, anyway, the invention of the week now, Brad. The invention of the week. Uh, last week, um, 
you picked, I, I think, uh, I'm not even sure the peanut or the horse. I'm not, I'm not sure. This week, we're going to take a little bit more of a technological approach. It's the crepe. The crepe. For those of you playing at home, the crepe. Uh, I enjoy a crepe. Now, let me ask you this. Are you more of a sweet crepe guy, like a dessert crepe or a breakfast crepe? Or are you more of a savory crepe guy? Sweet. I like a little Nutella and then maybe some banana. Like Elvis. Yeah. But uh, I thought Elvis was more into the sandwiches, though, right? I mean, was he a crepe man? I thought it was more like the peanut butter and the marshmallow and the banana and the bread. Not the mar. I think it was peanut butter and banana and butter and then two pieces of Wonder Bread fried in a pan. Holy which, God, by the I way, see, does sound That good. will kill you. Does sound good. It, sounds, it will kill you. Sounds good. If you're going to go, do you want to go with like cocaine and prostitutes, or do you want to go with a you know a peanut butter and nana fried up down at Graceland, drinking you know two liters of Coca Cola, still doing the cocaine and the prostitutes, but you know you get you get my drift here. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't. Uh, not sure I'd take either of those, quite frankly. So how about we'll finish up? I know one of us is in a hurry. Um, the other will be here signing patents well past six. Um, but uh, finally, our award-winning segment that folks asked about when we left it out a couple weeks ago, Time Machine. Mm, we did time miss Time machine. machine. Did we miss it for yeah. just one week or more than one week? I'm not sure. I think the one time we sent uh, White Bill Morgan back with a Zima to rescue uh, Lenny Bias and he got drunk behind the dumpster. I think that was the last <laughs> time we did it. And then that, yeah, that truly was... That truly was banned by the FCC for uh, uh, a couple of weeks, but they've allowed us to re. Uh, I believe it was barred, actually. Well, if it was banned, it'd be permanent. Yeah, you're right. So right. it was barred. Yeah. Obviously, because we're doing it now. So, time machine. Let me ask you this. Here, here's a question that many people in the audience ask me. Um, when filling out a form uh, 6166, do you need an original? Or can, oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's for another segment. Um, many people ask me, they, they say, Brad, uh, is this the worst year during your lifetime? And I usually say, well, no, there were several years in the late 60s that David wasn't around for that were pretty tough. Uh, but then I move on and I say, it, it's a tough year. So, um, Brad, why don't you we do say realize this? that we... you're David and I'm Brad, right? I do, but I'm just making a okay. couple of points. A couple of points there, um, okay. all of which are not lost on this studio. Aren't some of them probably are, but um, time machine, December thirty first, twenty nineteen. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. um, let's go. Th let's go this way. I'm 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 at my house in Dallas, mm -hmm. enjoying a, a, a bottle of bubbly. The family's there. Matt DelGiorno's there, decked out in a what appeared to be a mink coat. Um, mm. It was. And let's say you come back in time, looking mm -hmm. much like you would on that night if you were there, again, completely naked, uh, lubed up, but just with a summary of how 2020 has gone through today, through the dog days of summer. Um, what do you do with it if you go back in time? Do you, do you approach Matt in his gown or whatever he had on? Do you approach me as I'm having a good time probably watching a bowl game? Do you run to the guest room and throw on some of your workout clothes that you've got and then approach us and pretend like nothing's wrong. Do you hope that real Brad hasn't made the last minute decision to fly there uh, for New Year's Eve, which you were invited and then the two Brad's meet and then the universe just implodes. Um, what, what do you do? What's your move? What's well, your it's a lot of trouble. I mean, I, I, you know, I think first and foremost, but we've got to explain for those of folks who may just be joining us here on IP frequently, that the reason that I'm traveling back in time and wind up, you know, naked is the same thing that happens in, 
and terminate. Terminate. Right? Yeah. Terminate. I'm not choosing that. I it's just no. the way it is when you yeah. travel back in time. So I mean, fortunately for me, the place. No, I'm but going, Brad, just on that, just on that point, if you could choose to go back in time in anything, you'd be it'd be like a comfortable pair of slacks and a t-shirt. I mean, obviously yeah, we're doing this because yeah, Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah, when he right. went back in time to prove the concept, again, Skynet, he did so naked, oiled up. Well, he's also Schwarzenegger, so we got to factor that in. But, but in any case, I'm, I'm fortunate to be going to your place, um, and so in the guest room, I do actually have, you know. A couple of articles and clothing, so I think I'm going to do that first. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be able to keep anyone's attention. Hey, hey, Brad, Brad, can I quickly just set the stage? Because you weren't there this New Year's. Let me set the stage. We've got uh, a bunch of PF Chang's Chinese food out in the counters. All of my in-laws are over. All of them. My kids are yeah. there. Oh, that's um, Matt Delgiorno's there. A couple of other people. I'm not sure, uh, but yeah, just okay. There you go. That's enough. I think that's enough for you to act. So I've gotten, I've, you know, I, I, I jump into a, you know, some workout gear so I can keep people's attention. No one's going to be able to pay attention if I'm standing there naked, and I get that. You know, I think I probably grab Matt uh, by the collar of his mink coat, look at him questioningly. I don't know why he needs to be wearing a mink coat, but I'll take your word that he was. Bring him over to you and simply tell the both of you that, uh, you know, we're going to have to make some plans for 2020. Things are going to change. We're not going to be in our offices. Uh, we're not going to be seeing each other nearly as much as we normally do. It's uh, it's going to be a tough year. I mean, you didn't send me back well, in time with any objects, and so I really, you know, don't have anything but conversation at this point. No, but you do have a summary of um, you know, everything that uh, has happened to date. You oh, can save well, us. Just put, yeah, no, I'll just put it on your fridge. I'll, I will magnetize that to your fridge after I'm done with my explanation, and I'll put it up there for. You know, background reading. You know, if there's more, if there's more detail required after I've provided my verbal summary, then you, both you and Matt can address the document at your leisure. And then I'm going to uh, take the drink you're offering me, and then you and I are going to sit down and watch the bowl game. At that point, Matt probably does read the document. He is nothing if not a studious pursuer of the truth. I think we both agree, other than the late 60s, which I didn't experience because I'm too young, and you did, um, uh, worst year ever, like in terms of the global pandemic and the race riots yeah. and the gender well, riots and the yeah, sex yeah. riots. And in terms of our so like, apparent need to freak out about things that don't really require it, yeah, it's been a bad year. Well, I'll tell you what, Brad, this has been another terrific episode of IP Frequently again. Of IP I agree. Agree. Again, we're on the cusp of all things IP and and uh, and uh, everything else. I think it's I think it's been great. I think we should probably go out as we came in uh, with a great um, a great song. So why don't we uh, why don't we uh, by by Mr. Petty? Why don't we go out with his group, the Cars, and shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. What do you think, Brad? Good song? Uh, it's a it's a decent song. Of course, it's Rick Ocasek and not Tom Petty, but we've, we've been through that. But it's a good song. I mean, well, not what's perfect, amazing, but good. What's amazing is Tom Petty not only sang great singles hits and was part of the Cars, but he won four Daytona 500s in the 1980s. So again, another little known fact for those of you playing the home game and beyond. 
And again, I think that's Richard Petty, but uh, you're close, buddy. You're close. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm working on it. All right. Well, I mean, there you have it. A good episode. We had Tom Petty. We had the cars. We had discussions of things current, things not so current, how we would take things that are current and bring them back to things that are not so current. So we sort of covered all the possible bases there to include uh, sports, traffic and weather on the eights, as always, for uh, those of you making your commute. And, and just quickly, Brad, for, the, for those before, before you close, Brad, for those of you looking for your CLA credits or your SNH Green Stamps, please send your inquiries to bradsheaf at skynet.com. Bradsheaf, spelled like you say it, at skynet.com. And there you have it. So, folks, uh, make sure you jump on that. We want you to get all the credit and stamps that are coming to you. And we'll see you next week on another episode of IP Frequently. Sure, a boulevard.